Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast, season number two, episode 155. Today's episode will be dealing with the uh, 1957 murder of Officer Richard uh, Phillips and Martin Curtis. On Sunday, July 21st, 1957, Patrolman Richard Phelps and Officer Milton Curtis, they stopped the vehicle on a secondary road. at that time was a wooded area, fields, typical undeveloped type of property you would find back then. Upon approaching the vehicles, the suspect exited the vehicle, an old 1947 Ford pickup. and shot both of the officers to death. The suspect then fled into the woods, never to be seen again. The last words over the radio dispatch from Officer Phillips was, send an ambulance. At which point, both officers um, died. Prior to the prior to the, the shooting of the two officers, but not too far away from the crime scene itself, four teenagers were robbed at gunpoint. and one female teenager raped by, the, by an armed suspect. Several years after that, 46 to be more accurate, the fingerprints that had been taken from the Nineteen forty-seven Ford were entered into the um, National Crime Database. The problem with the fingerprints: they had been missing a thumbprint. Now. 46 years, the crime had been a cold crime. The officers at the time of their murder were working for the El Segundo Police Department. 
and the crime, like I said, had gone cold for four, almost five decades. Officer Phillips was a 28-year-old veteran who served in the United States Air Force during the Korean War. It was known uh, to be an excellent uh, marksman. He had been with the department at that time for three years. He was married and had three children. Curtis was 25, a rookie who had just uh, graduated from the academy in uh, Riverside. And he had been uh, in uniform only two months. He was married and had two children. shooting occurred somewhere between 1.15 and 1.20 a.m. It was actually on the Monday on July 22nd, not Sunday, July 21st, as much as I thought. Um, the vehicle was a uh, 47 Ford Pulled up to an intersection. Um, it traveled through a red light, at which time uh, the intersection was Sepulveda and Rosecrans. Went through a red light, was pulled over by the two officers, and that's when the shooting occurred. Now keep in mind that just prior to that, you had the four teenagers robbed and one female raped. This will come into play down the road. What had happened was Phillips had uh, gotten out of the patrol car and pulled his citation book out as another car with uh, Officer uh, James Gilbert, uh, Milton Curtis's partner, until uh, two weeks prior, and Chris Porter uh, drove by, seeing Phillips writing uh, in his citation book, and Curtis behind him, they, they continued to drive on. Neither one of those officers had any idea that um, the shooting was going to occur, obviously, because they would have stopped. Um, Weapon used was a uh, 22, um, 22 pistol, but it's interesting because the, the bullets that were in it were actually 22 uh, caliber short rounds, which are generally very small, very very small round. Um, normally, you know, a gun like that will take 22 long rifle. In that case, you know, sometimes 22 Magnum. Now, 40, now 46 years later, the, um, the fingerprints had gone through, gone through the National Crime Database. Another interesting point in the case 
was the the gun itself, the Harrington Richard revolver, twenty caliber revolver, uh, was actually tracked and purchased at a Sears and Roebuck uh, store uh, on June 18, 1957, and Sears and Roebuck was located in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, the gun was purchased by a man using the name of uh, G.D. Wilson, and he had a, a physical address of uh, in, in Miami, Miami, Florida. Um, the, the investigator did find, get some uh, hip pay dirt at a YMCA where a George, uh, George D. Wilson of uh, Miami had checked in on uh, June 16th of uh, 57. So he had check, checked into a YMCA according to this um, two, days, two days prior to uh, purchasing the firearm. Um, and the, the signature on the, um, the registration form for the for the firearm itself had uh, was also was also used in confirming uh, that the that the firearm itself was indeed the one that was used um, during the shooting. Final break in the case actually came in September 2002. The Elsegundo Police Department received a phone call from a female claiming to have information um, on the case. She had uh, reported that her uncle had bragged that he was responsible for killing two cops in uh, El Segundo. Uh, with this information, the uh, fingerprint lifted back in '57 from the uh, Ford were sent to the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department crime lab along with information um, on the suspect. I'm just going I'm just going through some of my notes here. I just want to see if there's anything any significance at the time. Fingerprints did eventually match an individual, uh, Gerald uh, Mason, who was born in Columbia, South Carolina in 33, into a family of um, four sons. He served uh, time in the Army in uh, 50 before uh, being honorably discharged in 54. He had uh, spent a semester at the University of South Carolina where he studied business. He had uh, first brush with the law in April of uh, '56, and this is and this is this is one of the the small uh, where where the small crimes placed to the big crimes. The crime that he he had been uh, convicted of was a um, a burglary, and. Um, they had actually lifted prints at the burglary. So those prints were also added into the uh, National Crime uh, Database. 
the old records uh, from the YMCA were pulled out and they were handwritten uh, for George G. Wilson. Was was examined by with the uh, signature George D. Wilson was exam uh, examined by forensic expert. Uh, it was found uh, that the Wilson sample was identical to the handwriting sample of George uh, Mason. Um, and there was a 99.9 certainty that the Mason and Wilson's uh, fingerprints were the same. Uh, California detectives felt assured that they had, had the man. Okay, the arresting conviction of uh, Mason. Uh, Mason had, uh, was put under surveillance in December of 2002. Um, on Tuesday, January 28th of 2003, they, had, they were surveilling. He had played golf on Wednesday, uh, January 29th, around 7 a.m. He was arrested at his home. The interesting thing about that is um, he had been married for 40 years. Wife had no clue about his past. Um, he was arrested for the initial burglary in '56. The robbery and rape of the teenage, uh, robbery of four teenagers, rape of one in 57, just prior to shooting uh, Officer Curtis and Officer Phillips. So, you see, and here's an example, folks, of why you have to understand that these DEA, the DAs in this country, who are looking for early reforms and uh, letting people out of jail, you have to understand that, you know, crimes like this are like a drug addiction. You start out step one, step two, and then by the time you're hit, hitting the top level, you are either a career murderer or a career drug addict, okay? You can't change the leopard spots. You know, I, I, I've seen in law enforcement career over 30 years, a lot of these, they try to reform everybody. You know, they try to reform this one for that, this one for this. And I'm going to be quite honest with you. The only people that are ever reformed are the ones that want to be reformed. The rest of the, this, this type of, uh, reform to fix a problem. It's just spit in the wind. You know, it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't work. People don't, don't change. You know, when you're brought up like that, um, you, you know, when you're brought up or have that, that type of personality that can go out and just blatantly commit crimes and stuff like that, they don't change. Sorry, but that's, that's how it is. I mean, people don't want to hear it, but, um, you know, that's, that's just how it is. Uh, so following a judicial hearing in South Carolina, Mason agreed to return to uh, Los Angeles to answer for his crimes. Um, 
at that time, Officer uh, Howard Speaks, who had uh, lifted the prints from the original uh, 47 Ford. Um, they had, uh, you know, linked, um, linked Mason to the crime. And, um, you know, it's just <clears throat> under a plea deal, <clears throat> the rape, robbery, and kidnapping charges were uh, dropped against a 69-year-old Mason. Um, now, I see them again here. You know, this is... This is where the accountability for things is a, a very unbalanced scale of justice. You know, okay, so the robbery charges, all right, maybe you got some psychological trauma there. But for the rape, I mean, come on, you know, that's, that's, not, a, that's not something you drop, I mean. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, I hate to be a hard ass, but no, I don't hate to be a hard ass. And that's, that's, you know, um, so, but he was, uh, eventually convicted and is serving life in life in prison where he should be. I mean, um, You know, uh, Mason uh, was turned down. You know, they turned down his uh, attempt for a parole in 2009 uh, with a recommendation of 15 years uh, waiting before the next one. He died on uh, January 22nd, 2017, nine days before his uh, 84th birthday. He had served 14 years for his crime, but he had spent 46 years free. You know, so. Where is the justice? Is was there any justice in all of this? Yes and no. I mean, you have a a female that was raped, two officers that were killed, a, a convict who had been uh, a you know successful businessman in South Carolina for forty six years, enjoying life, you know, like nothing had ever happened. He was arrested, put in jail, died at 84. Justice, yes. Justice, no. So, who really wins? Did anybody ever really win? Not likely. But this is how things happen. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, that's just how, just how things go sometimes. And just remember, if you are in a dark place and you don't know your way out, you haven't looked for a back door, front door, or side window to get out of, and you hear footsteps coming up from behind you, you better figure out how to get out of there, or you may be the next person on one of these episodes. Until then, I am Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker Podcast Season 2.